Welcome to Skull Stories, presented by Cambria, proud to be the official countertop of the Minnesota Vikings. Tonight, we're speaking to the newest inductee of the Vikings Ring of Honor, this Sunday, the big ticket, Kevin Williams. The Vikings finally got a taste of some home cooking, and boy, it showed. The Vikings beat the Seahawks 30-17 in a game where you finally saw them put it all together. And I think the, the main highlight uh, Jay, for all this, is uh, Kirk Cousins is is he's hot. 30 of 38, 323 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, and a 128.4 rating. So for the seasons, completing around 74%, almost 1,000 yards, ATDs, and more importantly, zero interceptions. So in hockey, we'd call him unconscious right now. So let's just hope that he doesn't wake up. He is the assassin right now. He is hitting everything downfield, and he is seeing everything clearly. And the play that really stood out to me this past week was when he took the shot and completed the pass downfield to hit the sticks, everyone in the entire stadium cheered, (laughs) knowing exactly what that meant at that moment, going, I am going to do everything I can to will this team to complete to this point and just to keep going. And he popped back up as he usually does and just – the Energizer Bunny just kept running down the field. You have to admit, as as a fan, that Kirk Cousins can do certain things that very few people on this planet can. Throws the ball where the offense and coverage dictates. He doesn't play favorites. Um, Alexander Madison has to be the highlight. I was very, very concerned because of what this offense has looked like in the past without Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison's the guy that in a couple years when he's a free agent, he's going to go to Seattle and they're going to pay him probably more than anybody else would. It's like the Jarek McKinnon bit, right, when he went to San Francisco. Every time the Seattle Seahawks turn on the TV, they're like, oh, they have no Dalvin or Dalvin's hurt. Yay. Oh, no. Here's this Here's this Alexander Madison guy. He could retire in Seattle, I think. It reminds me of Latavius Murray. You want to get him going downhill as, as much as possible as a big body running back. But you could get him outside once in a while or hit him with the screen and he could make you pay. When he came out of college, was this dynamic guy. And we all knew him as the guy who tried to hurdle everybody every yeah. time he's running downfield. Right. This week, he was very much downhill, downhill, downhill. And then they hit him on a couple of screens. And, you know, he had 171 all-purpose yards. So it was a great, great game for Alexander Madison. It's just so great to be back on top, just to win one after the two losses that you have. The fact that you get back-to-back-to-back home games here coming up, it, it can hopefully help propel you to really push to get to that bye week and then look at that nasty schedule in the back half of the season. Well, the Vikings were able to take advantage of this uh, electric atmosphere. Thank you, U.S. Bank Stadium, and put together a solid performance in all the three phases, which is extremely important. And they're going to look to do it again this weekend against the Cleveland Browns, but we'll get to that in a bit. But first, let's get to our special guest of the evening, Just a huge man who is as kind and laid back, but you put the pads on that young man, and we saw that at the Senior Bowl, and I remember being with George O'Leary at the time, and George looking at him saying, he's the one. He's the guy. Uh, The newest inductee going into the Vikings Ring of Honor this Sunday, the big ticket, Kevin Williams. Well, I'm happy to say we're joined by Kevin Williams right now, the big ticket. And 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 Kevin, I guess that's where I want to start is is you're known as the big ticket. How how did you get that nickname? Uh well it started out as Little Ticket from uh <laughs> Billy Lyon. If anybody followed the Vikings when I was drafted, we had a, a defensive lineman 
real cool cat, not very athletic, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but old Billy Lyon and uh, Pete, you remember him? Yeah, no, I remember him. I remember him. And I was drafted, and he was like, "We got if Kevin Garnett the big ticket, we're gonna call you the little ticket." <laughs> and, uh, and you know that's how that's how it went for a while, and then KG went to Boston. Yeah, and I was the only ticket in town, so so little the, the little ticket became the big ticket. That's a true story. I mean, it, it lasted shoot pretty much from rookie year, huh? It, yeah, it, yeah, it had to because he was. Uh, I think he was only there maybe a season and a half. Yeah. yeah. Now I, I guess to talk about that with you know with the draft and everything, and I loved to. I was part of the Minnesota Vikings coaching staff the year you know the year we drafted you. I was working with George O'Leary and I I just remember the impact that the senior bowl had on George and how coming away from there, knowing that we had the number seven pick in the draft at the time, just you were the guy. I mean, did you, did you think when you went into the senior bowl, did you have that kind of mindset? Like you needed to prove yourself um, or, 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 or what did you expect going into that? Because I'll tell you what, it was, it, it was a, a unbelievable statement that you made when you were down there. Uh, I kind of, kind of took it as an audition. Um, you know, my agent, Tom, at the time, Tom Connor, he was like, you know, we go, you get it, you got invited. Cause I don't think I was initially invited to the senior bowl. I think I got in maybe after a bowl game or something. Cause I had a real good bowl game. But anywho, we get to the senior bowl. He's like, you know, it's audition. Most most coaches don't even come to the game. They they just watch the practices. So in my mindset, all week is, you know, you need to have a good practice. Because I probably didn't make a tackle in the game. But I know <laughs> I know that week of practice, I, I went up and down that line and pass rush, and I was whooping people. <laughs> I was whooping people left and right. I didn't. I didn't think it would take off like that, but people showed up out of the woodworks at the pro day. No, that's yeah. That's it's amazing, and, and you're absolutely right. I don't think no one. I don't. I don't recall any of us watching the actual game itself. It was all about just seeing you on the hoof and, and seeing you in practice. And so, you come here. You come here to Minnesota, and you spend a lot of your career playing with a guy like Pat Williams. What was what's Pat like, and and what was it like to play with him? Ah, uh, man, it was awesome. I mean. I I had just come off of making the Pro Bowl, I believe, and and then we, you know, we went out and we got Pat. We didn't, you know, talk two or three weeks, you know, and we hit it off, and uh, he ended up, he came to my wedding, and and man, we just been buds ever since. I mean, it was it was it was a complete honor and pleasure, you know, to play alongside a guy that that commanded so much respect in the run game, and, and his competitiveness just bled into my competitiveness and I think it rubbed off on the rest of the guys on the front. I mean, cause if, if Mike Tomlin used to come in there and look at us and be like, Pat won, Pat won this week or Kevin won this week. Cause he knew, he knew we were, <laughs> we were competing. <laughs> he knew we had this little inside deal or, or cause I used to tell him, I'm a 10, eight you this, this game, you know, boxing terms. <laughs> I used to tell him, I'm a 10, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 10 H you this game, so so you get ready. So I mean, that's just that's just, we just took it as a we took it took it took it as a competitive advantage, and and we use it against our opponents. I mean, and and off the field, I mean, we're just as close. It, it, what's amazing is you couldn't find two guys who are more opposite 
then I think you and Pat, if you just stood there and looked, because you're about what six foot six, and Pat is six all five. of yeah, you're about six five. Pat's all of what six foot two. <laughs> you know, yeah, he weighs he more than you. Three. You, you know, you're you're obviously you just you're you're calm. You know, you got the southern thing going, and Pat is a million miles an hour. <laughs> and then the <laughs> and then the 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 fact that the two of you could get together. And make probably the one of the best nose tackle three technique duos and in, in, that the NFL had seen in a decade. I mean, it's it's just a it was just an amazing. I mean, you know, EJ Henderson, God bless him. He had he was able to play behind you guys for that long. Yeah, EJ and Chad both. I think they'll they'll appreciate our two big butts up front. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you just I don't know. It was it was a perfect combo. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better running mate. To come in and you know and start and and try to carry on that Viking tradition that that was already established, you know, with with those guys ahead of us. I mean, those are those are really big shoes to follow. And then we add Jared to it, so we kind of, you know, our fourth guy was kind of revolving and moving, but but you know, we kind of had our own little little gang up front. I think, I think we had the outlaws. I think that's what we called it. So hey, we yeah. had our own little little gang going. So so we had fun with it. Now, you know, you, you speak of, of the history and the legend of it. And has it sunk in yet that your name going into the Ring of Honor this weekend that it that you will now forever be part of Vikings history? Has that really set in uh, on you yet? P-Man, be honest, which I've been trying to wrap my head around it all week. I mean, as <laughs> as, it, as it gets closer, as it gets closer, and I know the week is here, that man is just—it's just hard to believe, man. You know, a little—I say my little country self out of Arkansas, going to Oklahoma, end up in Minnesota, not knowing much about the Viking traditions and and the great D linemen that they have in the past, and to now be consider one of those great D and you know, that's that's that kind of remarkable and, and it's it's an honor and, and definitely a pleasure. I mean, those guys before me were were, were some awesome guys and, and great dudes to watch. You're gonna have a lot of uh, your friends and former teammates back in town. You looking forward to seeing any of those guys? Yeah, I'm definitely getting getting really excited, man. It's gonna be an exciting time, hopefully a fun weekend and get a chance to know shoot the crap about old days and, and get to see these guys and see how they're doing skull stories is presented all season long by cambria the official countertop of the minnesota vikings we'll be back in a moment with more skull stories right after this Viking fans split the pot raffle tickets are available at u.s bank stadium all season long One lucky winner each game will share the jackpot. If you are headed to the game, be sure to purchase your tickets to help support the Minnesota Vikings Foundation's work to advance youth health and education programs. Now let's get back to our conversation with Ring of Honor inductee Kevin Williams. Yeah, so a couple of other Vikings defensive linemen. You were up here earlier um, this season. You had a chance to sit down and talk with Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce. Um, you're with them with an interview. Um, what do you think of what do you think of those two guys? Because they've definitely, I think, made a difference up front for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I think they're going to be a nice combo to to work with. I mean, 
I think they still got to gel a little bit more and, and, you know, get used to playing with each other. But, uh, you know, Pierce actually gets after the passer a little better than I thought. I mean, <laughs> he moves pretty good. Those two big guys are clogging it up. And I think it's going to be a nice one-two punch along with those ends. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you, you know, you have that same kind of thing with a with an unbelievable pass rusher, our version of Jared Allen and Daniil Hunter, and then a little kind of a modern day, much shorter version of the Williams wall with uh, Pierce and Tomlinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, actually, they're a little taller than I thought they were, but they're definitely a lot rounded. Yeah. But but it's, a joy, it's still a joy to watch those guys plug the holes and try to get after it. Do you think it's changed that that much? I mean, it seems, you know, I remember back in the day, you know, it was all gap control. And we actually, with you, because of your athletic ability, were able to two gap and do some different things, gap and a half. And it seems like that's all they do now. I mean, do you, could you imagine playing in today's game? And how do you think you'd do? Uh, it's football, man. To me, to me, it's a lot more passing, you know, uh, and a lot more, wide open you know it's like it's like the rams back in the day it's a lot more basketball on, on turf seems like to me you're up and down a lot you don't see a lot of power run game to me like you used to right these guys you know they'll get in three wide and still run it down your throat but that's because they're putting all these fast guys on the front so nowadays to brush the passer and i just think it ain't balancing out you see you see those few teams like tennessee I think we might get in some heavy sets. Stefanski, you know, at Cleveland, they're still doing it. Seattle. But it's very few teams that's lined up on first down. Baltimore, you know, they're getting in a two tight end set and, yep. and, and running the ball at you. I bet you probably only a third of the teams have a fullback on the <laughs> roster, bro. Still the fastest way to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's a different time, but like I said, I mean, I volunteer at this high school, and I, but I tell the guys it's still football. I mean, you read your keys. Trust your eyes and put your hand, you know, shoot your hands. Yeah. Now I, you know, I had heard that you have been coaching. Uh, what's that like to work with, uh, to work with high school kids? Man, I see why a lot of coaches are ball headed. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you got your head a lot. <laughs> they don't. They don't always do what you ask them to, do they? Hey, man, what you talking about? I mean, you, you really rub your head a lot and be like, what was he thinking or what was he doing? And this is not what we worked on. I mean, a lot of that goes on. But, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Just being around football, having another, you know, chance to give back to the, these high school kids, share a little knowledge. Hopefully some of it sinks in. Most of, you know, most of these kids nowadays think they have all the answers. So <laughs> it's a little tougher. It's a little tougher, but. I mean, it's something for me to do. I'm just, I'm just dibbling, dabbling with it, mm-hmm. trying to see you know, if this kind of direction I want to want to go. I, I, I am enjoying being back around football, you know, and talking football. So, so that's a start. Now, uh, Tom West tells me the kids are doing well, and that the uh, that they're you got a couple athletes on your hand there, huh? Yeah, I got got a couple. They, uh, I don't know. We're just gonna see where it go, man. I, I got we got them playing volleyball, basketball, football. Uh, it's a busy summer, I tell you. <laughs> you doing a lot of driving? Yeah, yeah. I was just telling my wife the other day we need to get a van or something. She don't <laughs> she she uh she thinks it's a curse to get a minivan. I'm like, hey, that might be what we're looking into. <laughs> something that's easy on gas so we can travel. <laughs> now, while while you and Pat Williams were here, the Williams Wall was intact. You 
went up against Matt Burke, Steve Hutchinson, two guys that were just coming off Pro Bowls at the top of their career. What was it like going against them, and 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 did iron, in fact, sharpen iron in that respect? Man, it was a it was a challenge. I mean, you know, at the time when I was drafted, uh, we had one of the top offenses, probably top five offense every year in the league. So so to go against Burke and Dixon and and Rosie and all those guys, man, that 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 definitely Big Mac, that definitely uh, made you better. I still remember. As a rookie, George used to tell me, "Don't don't rush two guys." Or or when you line it, when I was in the two technique or something, he would teach, he was telling me to rush the guard, rush the inside of the guard, don't go to the center. For whatever reason, I, I had to t- kept doing it and <laughs> rushing down the center, rushing down the center. I went into Matt one time, and he 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 pretty much smacked the dog out of me. I think he might have he might have knocked me over or knocked me to the knee or something like that, but. It, it was a ball lesson, so uh, you know that was <laughs> yeah. that was one of the things I learned going forward, and 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 it, and it you know it paid off in the end because I never rushed turned into the center again. <laughs> I kept rushing <laughs> inside of that guard, <laughs> and I never had that problem again. So so it definitely was a you know a learning lesson, and, and those guys definitely made me better. I mean to go against those guys early on in my career as a rookie, and then get into the games the games are easy i still think games are easy when you when you get going to practice hard and, and you got good guys you're working with yeah now have you been in u.s bank stadium for a game yet i've been back for the packers game uh, for covid and then uh i think another game for that now what do you think what do you think of the facility as compared to the old metrodome oh uh, man we, we don't even have to talk about it <laughs> i mean I mean, don't get me wrong. Now the dome was rocking, and, and the dome was the dome. I, I mean, nothing I think will ever beat that playoff game versus Dallas in what was that two thousand nine. So, yeah. so I mean, that, I think that place was the loudest. I mean, you know, you couldn't even you couldn't even hear the guy beside you. It was so loud. So, I mean, the dome definitely definitely did its job. But you know, this new stadium is very nice. Has all the, all the luxury luxury things that you know we wish we had but that's just you know hats off to our ownership I mean they're doing a great job and and when they from the time they've had the team they said they wanted to be regarded as you know one of the best organizations in the league and I think they're definitely pushing that way to trying to get that done all right Kevin well thank you so much for joining us congratulations again on the ring of honor I mean it's a you know an honor that's well-deserved. One of my favorite players that I ever had a chance to be around to coach and, and really to see play and be able to call games. So thank you so much for your time and wish you, the, you and your family the best. Thanks, Pete. Have a good one. All right, you take care. All right, let's take a look at the Northern Tool and Equipment keys to success versus the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. Northern Tool and Equipment brings the power with top brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln Electric, Honda, and more. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. And you look at this Cleveland Browns team, you know, I, I, I just think it starts and stops with Baker Mayfield. He, you watch him play and you watch him throw and you watch some of the amazing things that he does, but then you also see what he leaves on the table. You have to keep this guy bottled up and, and on his feet and jittery because he will 
miss a lot of opportunities down the field. Go back and look at that week one loss that they had at Kansas City where Kansas City had the lead for the entire game up until the end, and then they needed to make that game-winning drive to get down there to punch it in. He made the errant throw that was the the interception that basically sealed the game at the end. And that's the thing for him is is he is very much a boomer bust quarterback, it feels like. So hopefully defensively, you know, we're doing the right things here to kind of bait him into some of those situations. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, we have Stefanski coming back, and, and that's going to be – uh, you know, a big part of the story. I, I think it is. I think for Kevin, I'm I'm thrilled that he's able to climb the ranks and start from the bottom and work his way to. It's an American dream. Um, but that I think gets a little overstated. Don't necessarily think that that's going to be much more than us kind of talking about it back and forth. Um, but there are some traits to a Stefanski offense which are very interesting. And you look in the backfield and you see Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And you, you sit back and you scratch your head and you're thinking, why? And and I think that's part of this Cleveland puzzle that hasn't maybe quite been figured out yet. Maybe that's part of it too for them is that they're still winning, but they're still trying to figure it out themselves too. Both those guys, the, the two-headed monster of, of Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they both have their own style where Chubb is leading them in, in rushing and Kareem can do the same thing, but he is leading the team in receiving as a defense, you're looking at Hunt saying we're probably going to be in a passing situation, but you don't know he's that good. Defensively for Cleveland, you, you know we all know about Miles Garrett, uh, but they've got this Jadavion Clowney character. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not. Uh, maybe. When Clowney wants to turn it on, that man still is unstoppable. That's the reason why he was drafted where he was. He has been like that his entire career. A guy that if he had John Randall's motor, when he wants to <laughs> – I mean, he is unstoppable. Well, this is going to be a big one down at U.S. Bank Stadium at noon on Sunday. If you can't be there, be sure to join Paul Allen, Ben Lieber, Mike Musman, Greg Coleman, and myself on the KFAN pregame show and broadcast all across the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Let's start stacking some wins and feel good about where this team is headed for the rest of the season. You know, let's let's get on a roll. Right? We've had one of the best home records since 2002 in the NFL. Third best home record, by the way. Only second to Seattle, or third to Seattle and, and another team that we're not going to mention. But U.S. Bank Stadium, the Dome combined over, over the last almost 20 years has been an amazing place to play. So thanks again for joining us for another episode of Skull Stories presented by Cambria. Proud to be the official countertop of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see you all again next week.